You're listening to WrestlingTradingCards.com. Wrestling Card Collectors, welcome to a special edition of WTC TV, and today we're going to be talking about this monumental <laughs> uh, news announcement today of Panini and WWE. Hey, Brett, how you doing, man? What is up, Tony? How are you? Uh, you know, uh, taking a bite, all this uh, stuff going on that's happening today. Still can't can't did, process it all. Did something happen today? I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. It's been a, it's been a completely worthless day. It's been another Tuesday. <laughs> I'm not, just another Tuesday. All I know is I got to take the trash out tonight. That's all I know. Uh, so what's going on, guys? Uh, I mean, Jesus, this is um, something that uh, for a lot of people, it's brand new news. But for some of us, some of us even like Adam here have known for months <laughs> uh, this was going to be happening. And now it just drops the ball on everybody. And what a what a huge huge announcement, right? I mean, uh, historic Adam, day in the wrestling card community. Yeah. What do you say, Adam? Yeah. I I mean, this is about as big as it gets. If you're a wrestling card collector, this is the powder keg going off. And I think that as more and more people get exposed to kind of the type of uh, market reaction that typically happens when Panini takes over a license and announces a set like Prism. Uh, things get crazy. And I think we're going to be at the forefront of that right now. I think you've already started to see things starting to go up and uh, even overnight. And now I think we're going to get some really good information, probably solicitation on PRISM and a few other things coming out. So as soon as that happens, and as soon as we get more information into our hands, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, new faces and new eyes on this that we've never seen before. Um, it's, it's been in the works for a while and, uh, I'm glad it finally dropped. I was wondering when that shoe was going to drop because I had heard that April 22 was the, uh, was the drop dead date. And now that we've finally got everything out and Bloomberg broke the news this morning and Panini sort of hopped on that back. I think it's, uh, it's a red letter day for sure. Red letter day. What are your thoughts on this, Matt? Um, just like everybody else kind of shocked but not shocked it's just actually seeing it when you see that post and you're like wow well here we go we're in for another wild ride we've already had the UFC license change hands and then of course fanatics come in with the baseball basketball football upper deck yesterday kept the NHL license long term and now we have this so all this left is for Star Wars to change hands I hope that <laughs> anytime soon but uh I mean, it seems like, uh, you know, like 2020 was like a, a crazy year for all kinds of stuff, obviously, with the pandemic. Yeah. Like that. And all of a sudden, 2021 says, right, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And if, if the UFC license and the cards that have been uh, produced and released or any indication, we're in for some craziness. What, is, um, what does that relate to? Does anything relate to you differently uh, being uh, with Beckett, Matt? Does anything relate differently to you at all? Or uh, The Panini sets are much larger in scale um and pricing them is a lot more difficult you have to the multiplier pretty much doesn't really apply that much anymore we have to take into account the serial numbers the rarity I, i've been spending this week doing price changes on prism and uh pricing more of select and getting ready to price chronicles and it is just 
the checklists are vast. They're like 5,000 item checklists per Chronicles is even bigger. And it's just a lot of those parallels. And like I told you earlier that some of those Khabib and Conor McGregor's are selling for four or five figures. I've, I've also heard that I've, I mean, I've been making, I've been on the phone most of the day today talking with distributors and talking with a bunch of people and, uh, from my understanding, Panini's already been reaching out, asking for some information on who to include in some of their requests from WWE, some license uh, names that maybe haven't been included before. Um, I provided a few that uh, I ho- had hoped would make it into the set. And I think that to your point, Matt, as we get into these production, I think the UFC is a, a pretty good indicator of what we're going to see. I mean, football had 40 different parallels. I think that was more to mask a lot of the production elements of the set because you have so many different configurations and retail and the two different uh, hobby configurations plus all the four different other ones. And then with this, it's going to probably be just retail and hobby, give or take, and maybe some other special sets. But I mean, I don't think there's going to be as many parallels, but we're going to see a jump that's much higher than what we just got with Topps Chrome release last week. So I think people should be, if you're a rainbow collector like I I am, and you've based your entire collecting profile on putting together rainbows for your different targets, life's going to get a lot more complicated. Well, it'll force force people to be more uh, focused now on certain things. Like we're going to be, I think we're going to see a lot more player collectors now as opposed to just com- set complete, uh, completest. I mean, Paul well, and modern- Chester here. I mean, they're, they're, they're yeah. completest themselves, but I think those days yeah, might be Adam, how, for them. Adam, how do you think, how do you think it's going to go on master sets? We're talking about the difficulty of Chrome. Like the guy I had, I usually buy from had to open his fifth hobby case to get me yeah. my last, my last in your house uh, die cut. Was insane, and then I had to have yeah. it shipped separately. You know, um, you know, and this is all part of the, what's happened with Octops over the last little while. But how, how do you think it's going to go? You know, I'm waiting to That's see how a, in a couple of weeks for it with upper deck. But how do you think it's going to be with the seating? on getting complete master sets of the new Panini product? That's that's a great question. And I, I so I have a, a friend that opened 17 cases of Chrome, and he just completed, I think, his third master set out of 17 cases. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so I think the um, the challenge with tops this year is that the insert profile changed a little bit, where instead of doing one insert set or two insert sets, they had retail exclusive and then three insert sets in the main product. And um, a lot of that changed with the amount of pre-orders that came in, because I think they were 3x what they were the previous year. The, the, change, the challenge with modern wrestling is everybody's a player collector. There are very few set collectors in modern wrestling. And um, if you look at any of the Facebook groups, any of the people who have major wrestling collections, they're usually based around very specific people or very specific types of cards. There are in modern, like the true modern WWE, like sets released probably from 2015 on. It's very few people collecting master sets. I think Tops really finally went off the deep end and just was like, we're just going to throw everything into these rainbows instead of um, more of the master set. With Panini, um, the master set is a, I mean, good luck. Like, that's all I got to say. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. That'd be and, crazy, it sounds like. Uh, hey, Brett, well, so- some of the inserts, some of the, sorry, some of the inserts are case hits, right? So unlike Tops, 
where you have an insert a pack or insert every other pack. Panini has insert sets that are case hits, like the downtown inserts and Donruss or the, um, you know, the color burst, the whatever. I mean, those, those ones in football and basketball are going for, you know, $5,000, $6,000 a piece. So I mean, all I got to say is good luck. <laughs> I, I've always been able to assemble master sets from, from Topps product. You know, including this last one, but it was a lot more difficult, a lot more expensive. I'm curious to see how that's going to go. If that's going to, like you say, if it's going to be more difficult to do just based on absolutely more difficult. Right. Absolutely. Brett, uh, Brett uh, so you're like the you're like the man of positivity for me, man. <laughs> so I I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your tweets like that. And even though today it's like that, it was like. Yeah, you know, Heath Ledger, what, what a horrible choice for being, uh, you know, being the, the Joker, man. There's a lot of negativity on this like that. What, what are you seeing? What are you hearing from your followers? Yeah, I, I think just my take on the situation is, you know, I zoomed out a little bit and this year has obviously been a significant year of change in the hobby, starting with Collector's Universe, going, you know, Fanatics deal. Um, there continues to be just change throughout the hobby and now change has impacted our favorite segment right wrestling cards and you know i think it's to be expected there i i put out that tweet um it wasn't a majority it was a minority of people that were negative and people want to spin up stuff that's happening with uh panini on through other licenses they have my my standpoint is always like let's take us let's let it breathe let's take a a step back and um see what they deliver. Um, so that's always my mentality. And for me, like the, I had tremendous excitement and it wasn't necessarily directed towards like WWE prism while I'm excited to see that said, and I will be participating, collecting, buying. Um, for me, it was like, we just tops Chrome just got released. Everyone was going nuts. People were excited about that. And I look at what's happened just with basketball and I'm not trying to compare at basketball to, to wrestling cards it's obviously dramatically different the markets are dramatically different but if you follow anything that's happened with basketball cards collectors now look at tops chrome cards as highly collectible um they people are chasing the golds and so i think that's really cool and having that diversity of product between different uh manufacturers um i think it's a really good thing for wrestling cards so uh for me, it's, it was exciting to see positive day. I think just a majority of people are excited, but then there's always going to be uh, those individuals who uh, don't necessarily like to adapt because we all know how difficult change can be, especially <laughs> in our hobby. Yeah. I, I, we did um, a virtual con show over the weekend, which ended up being pretty successful. And I had made an offer for the 2006 Tops Chrome set and nobody took it. And then as of this morning, I have three emails from people asking me if it's still available. <laughs> <laughs> like I guess I just said nope um it's sold <laughs> it's still sitting over here but uh yeah it's a uh price points that's gonna be the number one, number one concern people have price points on this our boxes I'm assuming we're probably all in agreement that's gonna be similar to UFC probably product yes yeah yes. what pre-sale you... pre-sale numbers are are gonna come out around 500 bucks I'm gonna guess a box wow that's incredible. So for someone like Chuckster here, it's gonna it's gonna hurt a little bit and trying to be a collector anymore, right? It's gonna hurt a lot. But uh, you know, I, I like I like Brett's comment on Twitter today because I've been following social media a lot today over this, and he said there's a lot of haters out there before the product's even released. So we don't really know what it's gonna end up selling for. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a little more high end, but I'm still willing to give it a shot. I mean, I'm always gonna be a collector. I've, I've been in this. For longer than I care to admit, and 
there's always going to be a part of me that wants to collect. So I'm not going to stop collecting just because the prices are shot up. I may modify how I collect now, and I'm probably going to get into some panini, but I might wait until and do like what Paul does now. I might wait until somebody puts together a base set and go on eBay and just try to find the base set. I know I'm definitely not going after boxes and cases because it's just going to be out of my reach. But, uh, but and, and I think this is also going to, if the prices do kind of skyrocket like everybody are predicting on these things, I think I'm probably going to start going back and just filling in the blanks on my old stuff instead of spending on the new stuff. Like, I mean, I've got partial parallel sets from 2015 or 2016 or whatever. I might just go back and try to finish those parallels or the few insert sets that I have. So I still have a way to collect. I'm still going to stay in the hobby. I mean, it's, it's not going to push me out of the hobby, but it's probably going to push me out of breaking boxes anymore. It's uh, that's kind of a, uh, is, is, there, is there a price. box part? Is there going to be, I mean, I don't, I'm not familiar with all of Panini's products. So all I keep hearing is prism, prism, prism all the time flat. So I'm not sure what the other uh, lines are that they have. Do they have a different price range structure of, of all the releases? Are there cheaper end products and super high end products? Like yeah. What's, what's a good price point for the casual wrestling fan then? Like what would be a good I release don't... for this? See, I think Tony, the, the major issue is that wrestling fans are used to 60 and 70 dollar boxes and that's just those days will be gone yeah but, and, but but chrome and undisputed and finest for indications already that they're they're okay paying 100 125 150 dollars a box now you're going and going yeah. now, and, and aew is another example because now these boxes are being flipped for 200 bucks a box if you, people are still if trying you want to a chrome them. if you want a chrome 2021 set master now on ebay it's 500 bucks 500 i'm just talking i'm talking box prices just box yeah. prices so I mean, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. So they've they've announced they've announced that Prism is the first set, but we can expect that Select is coming. Chronicles will likely be coming too. That's their traditional sort of flagship sets that get released. I'm guessing that they have a license that includes two, at least two other two to four other products that they create specifically for the WWE brand. And then I'm guessing there's going to be one super premium product, either something like National Treasures or Eminence or something like that, only because Tops has been successful with Transcendent at twenty, at uh, you know fifteen thousand dollars a case or whatever it is. So I think the there's going to be a wide range of like expe expectations because like a box of Select isn't likely going to be as much as a box of Prism and a box of Chronicles will probably be lower than both of those, but we can expect that you know, $200 is probably going to be the floor on a lot of this stuff. Uh, Brad, I have a question too. I, I was reading too, that they're probably going to be doing some retail stuff. I'm not familiar with Panini at all. I mean, I know a little bit about it, but I, I've never bought any Panini product at all. Will their retail stuff be like Tops Blasters are and be more affordable than your, than your uh, boxes from the cases? Yeah, I think I think it just comes down to like any other Panini product at retail is the ability to to find it right, and it'll be the what is the demand um, like for it. And I, I think uh, just talking about pricing and talking about other products, I think the more individuals who are deep in wrestling cards and in the community continue to talk about um, what's to come and share their points of view, um, that'll help I think build excitement for what's happening. I've noticed just in 
on through my following, the more I've talked about wrestling cards, the more questions I get. And so I think my, like my mindset is just continue that conversation because like, if you're talking, like Adam said, if you're talking about other products and that might be possible, like that's where my head went. And I think in order for Panini to give us some really cool stuff, like I think about flawless, like I think about what WWE flawless would be like, and people love uh, match match worn or um, really authentic um, pieces. And I think that's what the flawless product delivers. It's we're going to, we're going to need a big bump out of the gates. We're going to need people buying cases and breaking them and promoting those cards through, the, through their channels. I'm like, that might not be something new to wrestling card collectors, but it's something that's really helped push and elevate the hobby forward. So I think while at, from an individual perspective cost, it might cost more out of pocket to go buy a hobby box. I think if you're in wrestling cards right now, or if you've been in wrestling cards for 10 years and you've got badass wrestling cards right now, like you should feel really good, even though the price might be um, expensive uh, relative to what it has been. Absolutely. Uh, so that that's, that's how I'm really looking at it. And so I'm trying to talk about it more because I want to see WWE flawless. I want Panini to have confidence and invest more in that line. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. But uh, Chuck, I think it just comes down to like being able to find it at retail, which I think across the board, whatever sport you're collecting has been a challenge. Yeah. You think this is going to bring in the Panini announcement is going to bring in other collectors who've never collected wrestling cards before? I, I, I think it, I think it has to. And cause I think, I think about the entry point of cards and the re-entry point, And it, a lot of it's been through breaking and people associate breaking with prism and, if, if WWE is launching with Prism, uh, Panini's launching with Prism, I think that's going to catch eyeballs. And just, I think UFC is a good parallel to look at. Look at what UFC cards are doing right now. And uh, there's more people talking about UFC cards this year than probably ever before. So I'm anticipating the same for wrestling cards. Kind of the same discussion with the Upper Deck product that's coming out too. We've been talking about how that's going to bring new people into the hobby. So I suspect there may be parallels there as well. I think I think it's kind of a scale thing, right? Because yeah. you know AEW product probably a niche product similar to what Topps was releasing in a company like Upper Deck that is, in all honesty, probably struggled to maintain the brand awareness that they've had in previous years. I think with kind of to Brett's point, I mean Brett hit everything on uh, absolutely on the head, like he nailed it. Like there is absolutely nothing that he said that was incorrect in my opinion and i think that as long as we bring the consciousness to forward with wrestling cards eyes will follow and i put out a graphic on twitter earlier today where i was like it was like a small circle was like the number of people <laughs> that, that would buy yeah. wrestling cards the number of people that will buy prism cards and in between is kind of that mix and you said the small think, circle could even be smaller <laughs> yeah it's like i mean you're you're looking at prism fans driving a huge interest in this product just huge interest just because it has the prism brand name on it and i think that that alone is going to bring a ton of eyes that will to brett's point float every other boat because they're going to see oh my god this you know roman reigns card is two thousand dollars i wonder if there's cheaper versions that i could buy and then all of a sudden all the cheaper versions start going up because people want alternatives it's like being a you know being a band you know and, and putting out your, your your hit single first you know so <laughs> yeah, and, and and it's too it's like uh even people who don't watch the modern product and i don't know the licensing and agreements but 
you, you'd have to think that Panini at some level is trying to make sure they get the rock in the set. Right. So look at what the rocks cards are doing right now. Um, fully transparent. I'm a rock collector. I'm buying rock cards. uh, I'm spending a lot of money right now, but Panini prism rock gold that hits. I mean, it's, it's, it's beyond anything that has ever happened in wrestling cards. If that card is out there, that's the chase. So uh, that's what, as I'm thinking about it, stuff like that gets me really excited. To that point, Brett, um, Panini's known for getting high top top level talent to sign for them. Kobe Bryant, for example, who, who's to say that they may not be able, or who, who's to say they won't be able to get the rock to actually sign a product at, at, at some time. It was close a couple of times. It was close a couple of times with tops. There's actually a set of unsigned printing plates on uh, eBay, which somebody got a hold of and probably wasn't supposed to, but there's been deals that are close with tops before it's just scheduling and cost Panini. I think absolutely has to aim high to, to Matt's point. Absolutely. I'm hoping we see our first Batista card in a while. I hope we see our first Sable card in a while. Like all of those things, I hope Panini goes headfirst into, but I think the looming 2026 uncertainty is going to maybe temper their investment a little bit. That's just my speculation, but I think that, man, they really need to to invest and invest big because they can make a splash with what a billion social media followers for WWE, like utilize that seriously. So guys, and that question remains now with tops. What happens to the remaining inventory of what they have? What happens to these, these uh, releases that were supposed to be crammed in? Because I'm being told that Topps has every intention to cram out as much of the, yep. what they planned on releasing as possible. You would think they That's would. Right. I mean, the bigger question is, is there going to be a Topps years from now? I mean, they have some of their licenses like GPK that they own, but now they've lost everything. Right. So everything that was slated to come out and that's in production is going to hit. But then I mean, are we going to see a are we going to see a fire sale or something? I mean, what's going to happen? There's going to be a sticker dump coming. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) there's one coming. We saw striking signatures. (laughs) You said some of the chrome has actually uh, gotten more expensive. So there might be some collectors out there, some people that try and snag whatever's left the tops while they can. Yeah, my my viewpoint at the end of the FLIR era, too. When when FLIR, when it was announced that FLIR was going under, you remember how we all went flying to get as much of that stuff as we could at the time. And we thought it was going to be the end of wrestling cards when tops took over and it was different, but we survived and they've had the business for a long time and we're all still here. So, you know, I did, I did, I did well in that FLIR Eris like that. I was one of those four or five guys that bought out, (laughs) I bought out the remaining inventory that FLIR had. (laughs) Brett's point about this attitude about, you know, it's doom and gloom because of maybe what might've happened in Panini releases in the past, you know, tops has had the business for a long time. And in 2015, 2016, when they started stretching out then and now as part of the base uh, base product, and they had, you know, like 100 people signed per, and then the living set, we know what's gone on with that. Um, you know, there's just been a lot of indicators that tops, I don't want to say they've lost interest, but, you know, you know, the saying a change is as good as a rest, you know, new vitality, a new way of approaching things. So I'm very optimistic about this. Is, when is, I heard there, the news, is there a possibility great. that, you know, that maybe something like a, a finance ends up buying the, the name tops? Possibly. I mean, I mean, otherwise, possible, yeah. I mean, otherwise you're, you're having, a, they, they could buy a, you're, you're, well, you're having a buy whatever they want. <laughs> exactly. You're having a company uh, dip its toes into an industry that they've never had any, any experience with, with trading cards. So creating new license, I mean, new names that become like household names to us collectors is going to be difficult. So why not right. buy someone like tops and have the heritage name, the chrome name, production the finest facilities, name. no more licenses, right? 
Well, I think you're going to see some news coming pretty quickly yeah. on, okay. down that. Uh, just I, I can't say anything right now because I have some knowledge that I can't Breaking share. Breaking news. Like, yeah. <laughs> but there's I like Tops. Tops is a brand name that's been around for oh, almost a century, right? Or since yeah. 1950s, right? So we're we're talking about 70 years here. And I don't think that they're going away. Like, I don't think that, you know, whatever, whoever takes them over, whoever buys them out, or if they keep producing cards, I don't think Tops is going anywhere. But I think the intellectual property that they own is some that is some of the best in the hobby. Like the, the Chrome and Bowman names alone are worth, you know, their weight in gold. So we'll see, have to see, but. Yeah. And I think that this, uh, like I said, with the Chrome, I think people are gonna start clamoring for the old Chrome stuff now, big time. Uh, I don't care what year it was. They already are. Yeah, they already yeah. are. I mean, you yeah. saw, I mean, you, you posted, uh, someone's already selling a, an eight box case for like way above. I mean, it's crazy what people yeah. are already reacting to it already. And I'm sitting over like someone here, I'm looking at right now next to me, I've got, oh, there's Heritage One Chrome, there's Heritage Two Chrome. I got a whole bunch of singles on, and that's going to be some gold, I think, right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the, Chrome, the Chrome's always been just a, a, a thing all to itself, but I, all their other stuff, like their flagship uh, releases and their then, now, and forever sets, those things were put out so in mass that there's just, I don't see any any value in those. They're just going to be floating around kind of like the impels are, you know, forever and, and ever. And finest. The, the I mean, it's, it's, a one, it's a one and done on finest. So, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Um, no finest is this year. They're doing finest this year. Oh, that's right. That's right. So if they do that, they'll, they'll put it out. A lot so. of those insert sets as well from those series, the 2015, 16, 17s, they just they just didn't have any uh, any flair to them. You know, they they they, they, they tops kind of lost their stride along the way. There's no doubt about it. So it's 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 going to be interesting to have fresh blood and see what the new product. I mean, we know Panini stuff looks good. It's not a matter. You know, the artwork determines what the cards look like, but it's like we alluded to earlier. How how does is the stuff getting to resellers? How's it getting to market? What's the price point's going to be? What are we paying for boxes? What are guys like me and Chuck having to do to get it on a secondary market, et cetera, et cetera? But I'm optimistic. I think it's going to be good. Hey, Matt, on the top on the, head, I was, was going to ask Matt here quick. Uh, in this whole situation, who loses? Who loses in this? Tops. Um, <laughs> Outside yeah, of Tops, I mean, from a collector standpoint. I, I think any, any diehard Tops collector kind of loses because they, they want to still see, like you said, the, they want to see Finest. They want to see Chrome. They want to see Undisputed as a popular brand. Um, they they want to be able to collect that same old, same old. They're, you're always going to have traditionalists, but then you're going to have people who who want to see the new stuff like we've we've covered. We want to see uh, the possibility of all those properties they own, Donra, Score, Crown Royale, Absolute, all those all those properties Panini has. We'd love to see some some great uh, of the top tier WWE talent on those on those properties. So, um, it's just kind of a 50-50 thing. Some win, some lose. So it always We're going to win. Beckett's going to win. What, Big, does, what <laughs> does Panini do different than Tops? I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm just so so new to Panini. What what are some, some features they have in their sets that Tops yeah. cover, covered in their sets? So I think there's going to be two major changes uh, that people are going to probably be very happy about, and there's two major changes I think people are going to flip. And one of the the good things are they have much more relic focused pr product lines that are available. Tops almost drove completely the opposite direction away from relic content because WWE has been so notoriously difficult to get those relics the fully loaded set was the first time i think in 10 years that we've had a relic focused wwe product panini has immaculate and flawless and all the things that brett was mentioning like 
they have much more relic focused content. Hopefully that means that they've built that into the license therefore, but I think they also have a huge following, which is something that we've talked about a little bit. The things I think are bad is that since 2019 and the revamp of the top sort of team that made these products um, and the reinvigoration of their license that they re-upped in 2018, they've switched almost entirely to on-card autographs, almost entirely. I think there's just a few sets that have been sticker. They've had set elements that have had stickers, but the majority of the autographs signed in Topps WWE products are on card. I think that will change for Panini drastically. And then I also think that um, some of the sets that Panini builds are amalgamation sets, right? They're like Chronicles where there's a bunch of stuff you know, crammed into a single product. And that's going to be a challenge for a lot of set collectors like yourself who has you know, built their entire collecting sort of experience around sets. I don't think that that's going to be a good thing for you, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I think also the possibility for exclusives, like the, um, does Panini still do the Happy Father's Day promos and exclusives? Yes. Do? Um, the National, we'll probably see some exclusive Huge, content yeah. at the National. So that's going to be a real big advantage too. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I agree with what Adam was saying. The one thing I'll just say for anyone like Chuck, you're unfamiliar with Panini product in the, I agree, like Prism historically, all sticker autos. Um, but some of the other products that Panini releases, it they're on card. Like I think about like contenders on card and flawless on card. So I think for people who are just coming in collecting panini cards for the first time and they see the sticker auto on prism like i wouldn't hold out hope hold out like hope that it's not going to be a part of other cards so that that is just that's just one thing that um adam i i wanted to call out based on what you said but what what you said i think is on point it's uh okay let's let's shift over a little bit over to the digital side which i know is uh big for adam here's so like that what <laughs> obviously that that goes away now yeah well to a degree i think panini had will bring in a brand of their own digital content so they have dunk and they have uh their blitz the football products for their digital side i think there will be a wwe component absolutely whether it'll happen right off the bat i'm not sure they haven't necessarily released one for ufc yet but i think it's coming um, there'll be NFT based collectibles. I would have a feeling unless WWE wants to do their own stuff like they did with the undertaker over WrestleMania. Um, so I, I think that there's a lot of digital opportunity, but if you are a tops digital collector, this next few years is going to be a barren wasteland of hellscape nightmares. Like, yeah. <laughs> <have fun. laughs> so, so am I going to log in at on January 1st and my tops has to go eh, eh, no more. <laughs> I mean, what's going to happen? It goes to a group. So there's a graveyard app that they, I call it the graveyard app. I don't know what it's actually called, their archive or whatever, where all of the licenses that they've lost, that's Huddle, that's UFC, that's, you know, all the ones that have, the apps have been discontinued. They've gone to this archive um, app, which I call the graveyard. And uh, that's where they sit, where you can still trade them. You can still display them. The, the images are there, but there is no new content that will be generated. So no new content. So still like anybody who's invested any money or collected for a long period of time, they can still enjoy their collection. They Correct. can still trade it and there's still guys on eBay selling it. Yeah. Uh, so that, that stuff can still happen. It can just in a much contained sort of way. It's, it's a, it's really weird. I, I don't really have much experience with it because I never, 
Like I got out of all of that stuff before the apps crashed. So um, I'm know, asking because I want to sell all my stuff. Damn it. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I think you're behind the curve in that. Or uh, unfortunately, yeah, I think I am too. So uh, yeah, it's just it's, it's crazy now. Away from digital, back to actual stuff. Uh, was it midnight? When, what are they going to do with all the living set stuff now? Is that this is going? I mean, hey, Chuckster, you don't Great have to question. renew. You don't. You don't have to worry about renewing your stuff. It's going to be canceled yeah, for well, you. It wasn't going to happen anyway. <laughs> it's, it's, now, it's, it's now the dead set. <laughs> It is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you know, the, the tops, the tops website still. Well, they still have the archives for all that stuff they did, like the living and the tops now, and and stuff like that, because they they have an archives page there now. I wonder if that goes away. Uh, I don't know. Good question. Yeah, but one of the things that I think recently, Matt, even as recently as the last few releases, did you see some of these cuts on these things? Like they've just been really screwing the pooch on the release. <laughs> So I'm not at all, That's I'm not at all lamenting the end of Top's living set. I mean, bless you, Chuck, for looking after it for us, but it's, you well, know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at the, these, these, these pictures that people are posting of some of, some of the way these things are centered and cut. And I'm thinking, wow, this is a custom cut product for what, 10 bucks, eight bucks, whatever it is. And this is the care that that's going into it. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they crank them out to the end of the year and then that's that, but you know, do you think it's just going to be a weekly thing still or like dump at the end of the year? Like, Hey, we got this one. We got 25. They're cars. going up to two a day. Two a yeah, day. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Double but you know, I think one of the things, I think one of the things that we're going to miss sorely are the tops now cards. So like, yes, these are gone. They will be gone. Panini has an instant version of it, but these things I think were awesome. A lot of people collected them. They had signed versions of some of the ones that are out there. The, the loss there is big. I, I'm, I'm sad that those are going away. I'm sure everybody who, everybody who collects at this point game? right now is going to have, I think everybody who collects is going to have a small aspect of what they're going to miss <laughs> and what, yeah. uh, and then some I of love the tops now program. That was great. I have every, every set from Me when too. they started in 2016. I have a good many mats. I didn't get very many autographs, but, uh, cause I backed off on them, but, uh, but I stayed with the base set. I have yeah. every one of these the are, these are just really cool cards and like, oh, they, surprise, they, surprise, a Becky Lynch card. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, this is this is the one one from SummerSlam, and you can see like it's already here. Like they do it so fast. Like the cards are just gorgeous. Like you know, I, it's sad that those are going away. Would you not anticipate Panini having a similar program as successful as these were? I think have there's a similar potential program. there. I think there's definitely yeah. potential there um, with all okay. the properties that Panini owns. They could uh, infuse that into the Panini Instant uh, program somehow. Um, right. It's Panini. So, I mean, I, I think that uh, there's great potential there. Will people like them as much as Tops now? Maybe, maybe not. Who's to say? But uh, I will say the one thing about the living sets, I would keep an eye on them, especially the low numbers, because I just um, did price changes on all the Star Wars living stuff. And a lot, some of those are up in the a few hundred dollars a piece. Wow. So, Do you think people are, are going to go back now? Like, people like myself who didn't collect any of the living set, because I just couldn't... I, it's so easy for me to go right back into the collecting world like that. So that's why I'm a player collector and that's it now. But uh, I, yeah. hmm, it'd be kind of a cool thing to collect. Uh, now it's like, oh, I'm so tempted to go back and try and buy up all the ones that are, you know, been released. Cause sometimes you can find good deals on them. Is that going to go up? Yeah, I think that, um, I think, yeah, definitely the, the, the top tier talent, you know, the Roman Reigns is the scene as the Alexa bliss, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, the legends, ultimate warrior just had uh, one. They had a pairing this week with uh, ultimate warrior and Papa Shango, if anybody remembers that, right. Yeah. Um, so the legends, I think will, will do well too. And even some of the lower numbered people that might be moderately, you know, popular, 
could could do well. I, I saw that in I think one uh, one of the biggest sellers in the Star Wars was General Grievous, and I think I I priced him at about two to four hundred dollars in this last this last for the Star wow. Wars. Epidemic. So Matt, yeah. have you seen have you seen any spikes in the wrestling stuff though in the last say two three months? Um, it seems always, to be around the same price from what I can see. Not as much as in UFC. UFC has been pretty much, um, and, and as usual with wrestling, it's all about the ladies. Shotzi yeah, Blackheart, Dakota Kai, um, Tay Conti's old stuff, Alexa Bliss, of course, Becky Lynch. Yeah. It's usually all about the ladies um, with some very rare exceptions. Interesting. Hey, how, how, how's a Sasha Banks doing from uh, Star Wars? Star's just one? an outside, that ratio of Star um, Wars 4 to 1. The only now one I ever bought. <laughs> now that she's not in the Mandalorian season three, I'm not sure. I haven't checked her stuff in a while, but uh, I mean, she's still as popular as she's ever been. So she's probably doing fairly well. Okay, good. Cause I bought a, I bought a, my only one I ever bought was a big pack full. <laughs> give it a try. I do that one, but I won't do the, the actual WWE living set. <laughs> What, uh, one of the th one, one of the things uh, I think that should be brought up in this conversation, just from like a, uh, things I might be missing and didn't know I was would be missing it from tops until recently is just inserts. I think one uh, one of the downfalls or uh, some negativity I think Panini gets is just lack of innovation and creativity with their insert sets. And when I, I'm drawn to 2021 tops Chrome, uh, more or less based on the it's a great product i think and but the five timers club inserts like one of my favorite Beautiful. wrestling card inserts maybe ever like it they look they're like amazing they're amazing they they've captured each it, first it's a badass set and the purpose behind it but then they've uh they've really put uh it, they look like mona lisa to me it, and so except, except they shafted william regal though <laughs> the hardcore yes okay. there's banks i've i've actually got uh yeah. i've got a few i had that but... i had that same exact card what's cool about those are the numbers because you got 25 of them in your house you got 20 of the five timers and that's another thing that we've seen is like larger counts of the actual insert cards which forces people to go over more boxes and packs to get them yeah so like here here's a gold rock and it's hard to even translate but these cards these Dang. are just like beautiful, beautiful cards it's beautiful so i, I i'm I saw this and I was like really excited about the future of tops and inserts. And now I'm not so sure, but I'm hopeful that there's some creativity with Panini to put invest in some awesome inserts because I think inserts get the hobby going. And um, I don't know, that was just one thing that came top of mind to me on the heels of this badass insert coming out. I feel like Brett and I share a brain. Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, they, they, they knocked it out of the ballpark with this last release with uh, even the in-your-house ones are just beautiful. I just love that die cut. It's just so cool. And uh, those five-timers. Try getting it into a top loader, huh? Uh, well, I, I, yes, I, exactly. I, 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 oh, I, my God. I, it's impossible. I, I put it into so a penny, bad. I put in a penny sleeve upside down, then slides in easy in a top loader. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Somebody in the chat just asked how uh, we felt about the design of the Panini compared to the tops cards. Thank, you, thank, thank God Chuckster's monitoring the comments. I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, guys, this isn't the first Panini, Panini wrestling card set. No. And I, and I can vouch for the first one that they did back in the mid-90s. Uh, they did a heck of a job. So they know what they're doing when it comes to wrestling cards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 30 years ago, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is and true. they kept themselves up with stickers. So let's see how they do. 
well, I mean, what do you guys have to say to people who are just kind of being down on this and being completely one negative negative, you know, just because of change? It's, it's all about change, chance. right? Just about change. Give it, give, it a, give it a chance. I mean, it's too early for us to say. I mean, you know, we got some pretty big wrestling card brains here and, and we're all saying, hey, let's let's see what it's going to be because uh, one never knows. It could be awesome. Right. I mean, it's affecting um, all of us in different ways, but you know, for me, I don't collect, uh, and unless they had a Kurt Angle card in it that I'm interested in, um, uh, there know, will I, be, yeah, I'm sure there will be, and I'll have to go after it. 40 <laughs> of them. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, to me, it doesn't really affect me that much. I'm not invested in, in that much. Maybe for, but don't fun, forget but... Tony, we're dealing with Panini and upper deck now for the foreseeable future. So yep. there's going to be Kurt Angle in the Panini product, you know, yep. um, th this is who we're doing business with for the next little while. Well, you hope so. You hope there's going to be somebody, uh, Kurt Angle in there, but. <laughs> I, I think I think if you go back to so Panini really changed their design outlook in 2015, and I think you go back to 2014, things were like like let's not go there. But 2015 and onwards, I think they made a conscious investment in their design team, um, hiring some of the some of the people that they have, and I've met them in person, and they're they're good guys. I think the the challenge is exactly what what was said is that it's a change, and Panini's Prism product is. I mean, consistently a great looking product. National Treasures, consistently a good looking product. Flawless, consistently a good looking product. But those are the top money brands for them as a whole. Curious what happens when it's a niche license within that. Post-2026, things could change. But I think, you know, if they can invest the same design talent that they have in those sets or even just port the designs across their sports, then there's no reason to believe that these cards won't be great looking. How long is this license for? Does anybody know? I know it's multi-year, but do we know how long? I don't think so. No, it hasn't been released. Even even the tops, we knew that was the end of the year, but they were, weren't specific on when the actual deadline was. You know, that's why tops I, usually I, resign three years at a time. I'm guessing this is probably three to five years. Yeah, okay. I would think so as well. Is that Somebody a, is that asked a, too yeah. if there's going to be some Panini WWE NFT crypto crypto chain cards most likely 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 and, uh, which, which which piques my interest because i you know i bought into the undertaker one but uh i did not buy into the john cena one which was just abysmal that's the only roadblock yeah if wwe has their own plans that I, they may prevent that from happening i mean i've heard from artists whether it's individual licensors or you know other people wwe is where creativity goes to die like they are very right. protective of their brand <laughs> Like it's like the shield. It's like the NFL shield. Like they they protect their brand at all costs. So it's curious whether or not they'll be able to get it done. I have to believe that it's in the plans, if not sure thing. This is going to be a talk for a while, I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it really is. Until until we actually get some physical product, or even before that, we start getting a solicitation for the actual upcoming product. It's going to be just talk, 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 like AEW stuff has been up until we started getting some promos in the, the national. Are, are there um, are there actual, um, their hobby boxes, are they lower pack runs like AEW is now instead of the 24 pack like Tops used to be? Prism is usually jumbo packs, but we haven't gotten a preview of the solicitation yet, so we're not sure. I don't know. Adam, when do you think this, this all started? When the uh, Fanatics... MLB announcement happened? No, I think was it was- this work prior to that? Because I'm, I'm curious about the timing of it all, how it I overlaps. I mean, the fanatics, so there's a difference. So somebody asked this question to me earlier today. So there's a difference between the way fanatics went down and the way that this went down. Mm 
Yeah, so sure. fanatics was done outside of the hobby bubble, right? So like, yeah. if you think of all the people that work for the different peripheral industry people, they're all talk to each other. Everybody talks to everybody and most of them have pretty loose lips. Fanatics was done completely outside of that bubble. So fanatics was actually likely in motion for months and months and months and months and months. This was also in motion for months and months and months and months, completely separate. I don't think anybody expected fanatics to come in the way that they did until they did. Um, there were probably a few people around the top that had an inkling, but you know, when it comes to the lower level hobby people that all talk to each other, it seemed to be pretty much a surprise. I know so in New York, a, it was a surprise for sure. This was a yeah, major this reaction where everyone kicked no, into high no, gear no. just because of what was going on. The reason, that, the reason that this was done, I'm guessing, and Brett, you can probably comment on this as well. The reason that this was done is solely because of the Rock, Hogan, Flair, all of that huge numbers that have been done for the vintage. I'm guessing Panini saw huge dollar signs in their eyes gotcha. when they thought about bringing those people back um, and having them get involved in modern cards. I'm almost 100% sure that that's what drove this, not as a reaction to the Fanatics thing, because that was completely out of left field. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know for sure, but I would I would speculate on the same thing. And I'd also say, and I, I mentioned this earlier, is that, you know, the 82-83 All-Stars and the attention that that set has got over the last few years has driven, you know, a lot of excitement around, wow, wrestling cards can be a collectible thing where the value goes up in time. I, I Again, I'll stay, say this to anyone out there who's watching the stream who's collected wrestling cards for years. The co wrestling cards that you have, i.e. WWE Tops Chrome, maybe think about 2014, think about some of the rare parallels. Like those cards are going to be the vintage wrestling cards as this Panini Prism license continues to expand. So I think it's good and just like whole, I've, I've seen a couple of people say it um, and is, is just hold firm. I, Adam, I think it might've been you and Zan might've said yeah. it too. It's just like, hold on to what you got. Like, don't feel like you have to sell it. Like, especially if it's, short print scare stuff like don't sell that stuff right now if you don't 100 yeah because that that's i don't give investment advice ever <laughs> really but that's that's my investment advice i'll give here for the rest it's of the first community. thing i thought of when i started when i started getting emails from a set that wouldn't sell over the weekend in a little uh, virtual con thing all of a sudden three separate emails from people who weren't even part of it they just saw the replay of it uh and then go mm, i want that i want that i'm like mm, i'm gonna yeah. hold on to this i'm gonna sit on it for a while yeah, Brett, Brett's 100% correct. I, I think there's no way that they're going to drop like below 10% of where they are right now. So why sell now? Like at most, they're going to they're gonna drop maybe 5%, 10%. And that's in the worst case scenario, like viewership tanks below, you know, whatever. But once we get to this new era of Panini starting around WrestleMania next week, next month, next year, sorry. Um, if you can stand to hold them for six to 12 months, why not? I why mean, not? they can only go up. <laughs> I, one more, one more point on this that I want to say is like, and you're already seeing this with the product. Um, you've got AEW, right? They're just the excitement and momentum around upper deck and the license. Um, even in the past couple of weeks as a wrestling degenerate, I've noticed <laughs> WWE's product improving. I think competition between the two companies is really good and competition between Panini and Upper Deck is a really good thing. So that's something that Tops didn't really have any competition on the wrestling card side. So I'm excited about that competition because it can only lead to better products for in consumers like us. Here, here.
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, hey, Matt, so um, you going in on this or what? You going to go in on Panini stuff? Um, uh, definitely the Alexa Bliss stuff. Uh, you know, <laughs> being, being a Columbus guy and coming from Columbus the way she is, um, you know, I, I still collect a lot of Ohio State stuff. So most of my collecting uh, goes with the Ohio State Buckeyes stuff. But uh, yeah, here and there, I collect certain things uh, in wrestling, mostly Alexa Bliss. But uh, I'll definitely be checking that. I'll probably do rainbows of her. But uh, uh, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll probably check out some select autographs, too. Hey, Matt, I have a question for you. Um, okay. And I brought this up on Twitter. There's two groups of people that I think are historically undervalued in wrestling one of them is the male champions and the other is minorities now as you've seen in priced ufc and gone through some of the changes that have gone through with that and other sort of sets that panini has launched did you see the collecting trends within those sets continue so like the people that were valuable in the tops ufc sets are valuable in the prism usd sets or is there going to be a potential to shift away from hey you're hot you're going to be valuable or, hey, you're white and not um, you know, a minority, you're going to be valuable or more valuable than the minorities. I was really hoping that that would switch <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> most, of the, most of the hot fighters, the top-selling fighters are minorities. You have uh, Israel Adesanya. He's one of the hottest um, out there. Francis Ngannou, um, Kamara Usman, he's another one. Uh, Rose Namajunas. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko, Khabib Nurmagomedov, anybody who's a minority or international fighter, uh, you know, Conor McGregor, he's, you know, not really a minority per se, but he's, he's Irish. So, I mean, I really can't think of that many uh, American fighters that are as popular as those guys. So is it a talent level thing or is it a, <laughs> um, it, I mean, it, yeah, it's talent level. Um you know, Shevchenko, I think she's a champion right now. Uh, Nami Yunus is a champion. Um, but, you know, there's also, you know, McGregor, he's lost, what, like his last three fights? So he's kind of on the downturn in his career, but he's never been more popular. Um, he's always been popular, though, from tops to Panini. Um, and a lot of those other people were coming on during the pandemic with the final run of tops in UFC into Panini. Some of them have dropped off. Some of them haven't. Um, Garbrandt, he's still a pretty so a solid seller. Uh, Colby Covington, that might be the one that has kind of come on from tops to Panini. He's he's kind of uh, he's kind of uh, risen in popularity and, and marketability. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate because you see like somebody like let's use uh, Biggie as an example. Biggie is the current champion. His cards are worth absolutely nothing. Kofi yeah. Kingston hugely popular probably the biggest run in wwe history leading up to wrestlemania 35 cards are worth nothing like yep. you know naomi again you know a, a, on the female side minority wrestler cards are worth basically nothing like it's it's unfortunate because i think the target market is 35 to 50 white males you know the key demo that AEW always talks about but yeah. you know i'm curious like because you're gonna have all of these new eyes who are just basically prism collectors from other brands and other sports saying hey okay i'm gonna come in i want to collect hogan flair all the, the main guys who are the current guys that i should collect Liv morgan's not on tv like um you know all of those types of wrestlers are not on tv but they're extremely valuable because of their looks so yes. i'm curious because these new eyes are coming in do you foresee a, a shift in value for people like roman reigns or people like biggie who are the forefront of the tv product right now it's going to be interesting, I think, because 
also you have the AEW factor with Upper Deck. You have a lot of wrestlers who are going to have mainstream cards that have never had MJF, for example. Um, uh, Adam Page. I mean, there's there's a lot of talent in AEW. Orange Cassidy, people that are really popular in AEW that haven't had cards, haven't had autographs. Um, whereas in Panini, you've got people who've had autographs for 10 years running now and have had a lot of cards for running now. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to see what unfolds with this. Honestly, Me too. Um, I, I, I love tops. I've been collecting Star Wars cards since I was like three years old on and off. I've I used to collect baseball cards, hardcore hockey when they were when they were when tops had a hockey license. So I'm bummed about tops not having that license, but I'm I'm eager to see all the new stuff that's going to be coming out the, the fresh um the fresh designs, the fresh uh, sets that are coming out. I'm hoping for a gala set. I think that'd be really interesting to see a, a WWE gala set with all the NXT guys with eight, a serial number to eight, like the rookies in, uh, in football and cool. basketball. Here's an interesting question from our chat people. Uh, Caleb in the chats are asking uh, if they think we could see a tops GCW or other indie sets now that uh, now that they've lost that, you know, I think that's going to happen. I will say this about the Topps licenses. Uh, they've picked up a couple of Japan Japanese licenses in baseball. I think it'd be great to see a new Japan wrestling set. But I'm oh, that would yeah. That. I think that's yeah. Yeah. that's a good prediction. Good, good prediction. Yeah. My I love friend. it. We haven't had that that product in some time. It's been Busher Road, but we haven't had like dedicated uh, New Japan in some years now, right? Yeah. They've had Stardom sets within True Heart With stuff, which has sold which has sold tre tremendously well not surprising yeah yeah the female um, <laughs> the guy wrestlers or hasn't been yeah like, njpw set right. would would go over huge i think it'd be as big of a, a license as aew in a lot of ways because of the history of that product uh and that 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 federation um even if you could include some of the all japan stuff in there too like just to a see a crossover set at some point where we see new japan the way they've done with impact like we've never seen it happen in the cards where somehow we can get new japan involved would be it a that's a license that's a license that's a license but, but now with panini that may be or, you know with tops or potentially you know it, it, it could happen remember panini is an international company with 150 locations around the world so they're well equipped to handle the license obviously you know it's not wwe that, that I think you're right. Necessarily, yeah, I think you're right. Making a step down, it, it, you know, uh, they're very capable manufacturers. So it's going to be interesting to see how um, how things unfold. Yeah, I could definitely see Panini jumping on that stuff if Tops doesn't, or if one of Upper Deck doesn't. But I, I think the cross federation branding is going to be tough with the licensing the way it is. This isn't the <laughs> '70s or '80s when you can just put that in a publication, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah where cards like that. You know, Japanese sets had everybody. Yeah, and in Japan, it's totally you know, BBM. BBM yeah. was a whole different, you know, uh, a whole different beast. So, but uh, yeah, so we have exciting times coming up, guys. And uh, I, I don't know what else we could expect. So what's, I mean, it's just uh, it is what it is right now. And uh, I'm, ex I'm actually excited about it. I'm what pains me as a checklist organizer and someone who has it. It's going to be a real pain in my ass to try to get people <laughs> to try and fill in all these holes. But I welcome the challenge. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a, a cool thing. And um, hey, you got you know, good staff. We got a, we got a great staff, man. <laughs> got the best in the world. <laughs> um, but uh, I got nothing else. Anybody else got anything else about this? Let's Go just let, let let's just see a. I'm I'm pumping the flawless. I want to see the flawless, and I want to see Vincent Kennedy McMahon 
on nice. a flawless card. Give me some sort of patch from one of his crazy suits with <laughs> no chance in hell inscribed on the underneath the auto. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> didn't didn't somebody find one of his suit jackets at Goodwill or something? Yes. Like I, I think cool. I saw that. <laughs> There you go. Get that guy. Get that. Go go to that guy. Get his jacket. (laughs) I think today's a very historic day in the hobby. And I think it's cool that the uh, six of us got together and had this chat. You know, it would have been cool to see, like I say, back in the day when when the FLIR license uh, disappeared. You know, it's just interesting that you got all these minds in the hobby chatting about that and sharing information. And uh, I think that we're going to have a lot more people jump on board, not only with Panini, but with Upper Deck as well. I'm excited. I, I was wrestling as a whole. I think wrestling yeah. uh, trading cards as a whole. I yeah. think it's going to bring eyes. I mean, for me, honestly, guys, it can't get worse after <laughs> what I just went through with this latest 2020 or 2021 Chrome to put together and being, you know, like I bought every tops release for wrestling that they've ever put out, say for their online stuff, you know, so I, I'm quite ready to, to shake it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I need to see something new because tops is getting yeah. stale. Like, like no, a couple of you said, the last couple of releases, they've actually tried to, to beef things up again, but they were getting stale for so many years. And, and we've so been talking about this, Chuck and I, for long before this, Chuck, like going back several years now, when you started sending me the tops now, we'd often be bitching about what tops has done. And, uh, you know, so but you, but you hear a lot about you know, top, tops gets a bad rap for a lot of customer service issues. And I hear it's the number one complaint about Panini too: customer service issues. I mean, it's just generally <laughs> I mean, like that's just hobby stuff. I mean, I remember Upper Deck Redemptions back in 2009. Oh, my God. Like, if you thought people were upset now, like, go back to 2009. If there was a Twitter, like, it would be Upper Deck problems all over the place. Somebody, I think somebody tweeted that about going, oh, I guess that means I'm never getting my redemption from 17 years ago right. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and Chuck, Chuck, I think you, you've brought up a really good point. I mean, like if we can survive 2019 tops wrestling, like we can survive this. Yes. Like, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> like 2019, I think was the worst year of tops wrestling that existed followed by, I think one of the best years in 2020, even though it all came within like a five month period. Um, yeah, so I was I ready think, to jump off at the end of 2019, and then the pandemic. Oh God, it was brutal. Quadrupled in value, so I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> oh God, the Money in the Bank product, the like the Raw and SmackDown sets. I mean, those Terrible. were just awful. And I think to see them bounce back in 2020, and now again starting to deliver in 2021, like I think that this is going to be a really stellar close for Tops, the way that they did in football. You remember Definitive Collection released 2015 as they were losing the license in football. And Definitive was probably one of the best Topps football sets that was ever released. And I hope that as we look forward to Fully Loaded, as we look forward to Finest and, and some of these other ones, like I think we're going to have a pretty amazing close to this license. Now, feeding into next year when Panini takes over and you see, you know, some of the sets that have become collector favorites over the last two years, like, I, I, listen, I'm with Brad on that. I think we've got to let it play out. Um I'm curious though. I, like Matt said, like, I think that there's a lot of uncertainty in the way things are going to unfold, but I think overall we, we have a, a roadmap because they've done this recently with other brands. And I'm curious if they stick to that or go a different direction. Cause if they go a different direction, I think we could hopefully see some pretty innovative stuff. If they stick to their plan, I think we still get a pretty awesome sort of introduction to WWE and Panini, which is somebody coming from me who has had nothing but problems with Panini since 2007. So, I mean, like, I coming from me, like as somebody who is banned from pretty much every Panini website there is, like <laughs> you know, for me to say good things about Panini like this and be excited about it, that should say something. <laughs> well, there you have that. That's a good endorsement for as far as I'm concerned. Well, uh, I'm looking forward for it. There's one aspect of this we haven't discussed either, and that's the grading aspect of it. I know uh-huh. since 
if the license has changed with Panini, we are just swamped with UFC uh, graded material. Um, and, you know, I, I see them pop up every once in a while and the sales are just astronomical, especially with people like Khabib. I think the most expensive sale I saw with a Khabib was like 24,000 for one of his, 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 one of his parallel autographs. I think it might've been a one of one, but it was, it was Wasn't McGregor at 27 K too. I think so. Yes. I think that was, yeah. I mean, and those are the top, the top two guys. So who's to say, you know, if they get those real short numbered uh, rock parallels graded BGS nine, five or Gem Mint 10 or, who knows? Well, not even that. Like, imagine what like a, a one-on-one Becky Lynch auto would go for then. Probably. Don't, yeah. don't start. Don't yeah. start. <laughs> don't start. I mean, I mean uh, your yeah, but it, it could help with the guys who kind of just don't seem to command a lot of big money. We're starting to see a little bit, you know, some Roman Reigns refractors are going for some good money. Uh, yeah. But you don't see like, again, like Adam pointed out, you know, Big E doesn't get respect or any love and he should. Yeah. Uh, I think as a champion, you should get respect like that. And it should translate into your collectibles too. So yeah. maybe the values of those kind of guys will go up because there's going to be some short print one-on-ones of Big E kind of thing, you know? Well, and this could also be an avenue for one of the things that we've seen in the last year, year and a half, is the rookie cards of wrestlers that are graded. Uh, John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, Goldberg, Hulk Hogan, Chris Jericho, you name it. Alexa Bliss. Really high grades. Yeah, Alexa Bliss. Awesome. They're really high grades. They're going to command that premium. And that might happen with guys like Kofi and Big E and Seth Rollins and Finn Balor and all kinds Rollins of Rollins and Balor. Yeah, good call on that. Yeah, for sure. But still yeah. not to the level of Alexa Bliss, unfortunately. That's just, yeah, yeah, you know. that's just something special that's happened within, within the hobby. Yeah, I saw I saw her Chrome autograph go for like fifteen hundred bucks, and I'm just like, my jaw just dropped. Like I was yeah. like, how did that get to be a fifteen hundred dollar card? I was prepping stuff for my next chat with Tony, and it's always the Flair um, and and the Hogan All Star, and then Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss. So it's it's, yeah. it's quite remarkable. All uh, featured all, all very takes... heavily in the last two European releases. The, yeah. This the Slam Attacks 2021 and the the one that just dropped today, Slam Attacks Chrome. Um, That's right. Just hit today. So I'm gonna be checking those out too. They're, they're, Man, they're, I just can't get into those cards. I I think it looks like Lisa Frank Trapper Keepers. <laughs> it's like I just <laughs> I can't do it. Like I know people are like, oh, it's a different target market and this and that, but. Man, I, I, I saw the way some of those are cards. Oh God, I can't. The autograph, it. the autograph cards in the last, the the last slam attacks have been going pretty high. Like the uh, the Trish Stratus is going yeah. hundred dollars, and and I know that this this particular um, Chrome set, there's I think forty autograph signers, including Reigns, Triple H, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Hogan, Cena. So yeah, there's there's a lot of really good autograph signers. So this last product this european product of theirs looks like it's probably going to be their best they're going all i don't think we've that. received confirmation that tops is going to be out of wrestling in uk either i think it's a pretty likely scenario that they are but because they're basically run as two different companies it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out from an international yeah, yeah. perspective yeah interesting i Definitely. forgot about the slam attacks and stuff like that but i suspect the wwe license is exclusive with panini regardless so if, if i i would agree the way the way it's the way tops is set up um the work around that because it's not going to be a split kind of deal hmm. any closing thoughts brett i was just going to say uh with wrestling cards it's always a long game so 
uh, yeah. you know, my hope, <laughs> my, my hope, my hope on like the, the Kofi remarks and the biggies is that, you know, champions will be recognized over a longer period of time. Um, and on the graded front, um, couldn't agree more. I think just look at basketball cards, look at Steph Curry, any year parallel short printed LeBron James. It doesn't matter. And especially with prism, it doesn't matter. Obviously the rookie cards in are going to command more um, based on the rarity and scarcity, but there's rarity and scarcity within the grading itself too. So like, to me, I I'm a big grader. I buy graded wrestling cards. I grade wrestling cards myself. Um, and I think there's so much opportunity right now. And, and to me, I look at some of the stuff that's out there specifically with guys like Roman Reigns who are carrying the company and that those cards, I I'm anticipating growth over time, especially when you get prism out there and you get Panini, um, in the mix. So I, I, am I'm, I'm more bullish on wrestling cards ever before they could be worth nothing. And I would love them, but I, I, I see this license really helping elevate and take it to the next level with grading raw cards all different segments of the hobby i think we all joined when they were worth nothing so what do we have to lose <laughs> <laughs> exactly we loved them all when they were worth nothing we just we, we, collected, right. we collected for fun and we enjoyed the, the hobby it's why uh any closing thoughts from you adam um no i think brett hit hit it again I, we share a brain um i think the the great like i i'm the opposite of brett i'm not a graded per card person if you follow me on twitter oh, you know, know my thoughts oh. <laughs> but um the 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 advent of prism into this the advent of panini into this will bring eyes that are entirely dependent on grading and the, i think for the first time and this is the first time i've ever said it on twitter in any of the facebook groups or anything this is the time to get all of your wrestling cards in for grading because you want to be at the forefront when all of these people are coming back to the hobby. And the only thing that they know is graded wrestling, graded cards from basketball and football. I'm not grading any of mine, but as a, as a sort of like a side for everybody as a tip, like, you know, my not investment advice, all that, you know, language, whatever, like get it, get it going. Um, additionally, I think um, Panini tends to, appeal to a certain type of collector right so you know the people that are on this call i think represent a, a good swath of what's existing right now if you go to any of the facebook groups or on twitter like it's a really wide variety but i always equate panini cards in a lot of cases to the cards that you would take to the strip club and like you know like that's the kind of like mindset that they put forth with their vip parties and stuff and i think their their fan base kind of represents a lot of the high dollar super premium people so I think that could breed some really interesting pricing fluctuations, but I think it also may breed some product lines that maybe we haven't had access to with tops because their, their history and their basis has always been with set collectors and baseball card collectors, which aren't super premium people until most recently, probably 2010. So I think like there's going to be some challenges here that, and some growing pains that a lot of people are going to have to go through. And, you know, I'm in, I'm in it to win it. Obviously you can see behind me all my Becky Lynch stuff. Like, like that's not going anywhere, but I think to, to determine kind of to Brett's point, like I'm in this, like I'm not going away, but yeah, my life is going to change significantly. Chuckster. Well, I'm all about, uh, when it comes to collecting, I'm all about the firsts and the lasts. I, I jumped in all, all, all fours for the AEW first set. I'm going to probably jump in on the first Panini and then see how it goes. I, I'm not going to obviously buy the, the boxes, but I'm going to try to at least put together a base set. Um, 
I'm, I'm really anxious to see what they do. Cause like I've said in the past, as much as I like tops and I'm kind of sorry to see them go cause they've been in my life forever. Uh, I want to see change. And I think, I think Panini's going to bring something new and exciting and, and yeah, I'm going to get in on it at, the, at least the first set, because again, it's the first set and uh, then we'll see how it goes from there. I'll, I'll make my decision at the time, but I'm just anxious to see what, what it's going to be bringing to the hobby. I think it's going to be fun. And then a great time for you to, like you said before, to go in and, and fill in the holes in the previous releases. Now you can actually kind of focus on that a little bit more, Don, too. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Paul, there's so you? much out there that I have. It's just so much out there I got to take care of. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, Paul. Paul. Oh, hi. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm going to take a wait and see approach. I mean, honestly, from the top's point of view, it can't get any worse for me. So I'm uh, <laughs> quite quite looking forward to both new releases, the Upper Deck and the uh, and the Panini. And let me just say thanks to uh, you gentlemen for hanging out tonight and uh, fun to uh, chat about this and sort of- It's been fun. Out there. How about you, Matt? Close it out. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm excited. You know, hey, they, Panini releases it. I'm gonna catalog it, checklist it, put it in Beckett's database, price it. Uh, and let's just say all those Beckett wrestling almanacs are going to get a lot fatter now. We're going to have a lot more content. So, hey, it's exciting times. At least you won't, uh, it probably, you won't have a 2022 Beckett uh, almanac out by then. No, not yet. But you won't have, you won't 2023 will be. Yeah, the thickness will happen in 2023 for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, for me, I'm just excited about the hobby. I'm excited that something is buzzing and bringing a lot of attention to the hobby. I hope it transcends beyond just our bubble of people that are in the hobby already. We saw that a little bit with the grading aspects, people kind of getting in like, hey, can I make some quick money over there real quick? I'm just kind of hoping that the Panini brand, Panini brand brings a lot more eyes on our hobby because there's never too many eyes on our hobby. I mean, uh, I've always said that wrestling cards from a, a value standpoint, doesn't get the love and respect that it does because it doesn't have enough zeros behind it, as opposed to other sports. <laughs> if it, uh, we get a first six. Well, it doesn't card, now, but it will. Oh, it will. <laughs> it, it will. Uh, but you know, once we get that first six-figure card, I think it was like a hundred grand for a card. I'm interested now. I'm used to having a hundred grand cards in baseball and basketball and football. You know, so I think that uh, it brings more eyes on the product. So I'm really, I'm really happy about it. But uh, I, I thank you guys, all you guys for coming tonight. Uh, it's a quick, I know, short notice. And I really appreciate your guys' time. We all have families and things we got to do. So uh, I really appreciate the time, man. Thanks well, a thank lot, you. No problem. Thanks, thank everyone. Uh, anybody else? Uh, any final parting word? Nothing else? Everybody want to plug all your places? I mean, Brett, where can people find you? Stacking slabs everywhere. Just go check it out. I got a podcast that drops Wednesdays and Fridays. How about you, Adam? Uh, at SC Uncensored, Sports Card Uncensored on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can find me WWE Gelman on Instagram, and you can visit uh, Wrestling Trading or um, Wrestling Card Central on dot com on no, the internet. And... No, you had you had it right. You had it right. Keep going. Wrestling Trading <laughs> yeah, Cards. I got, I, I got so much so much shit. I, I can't even remember it all. Yeah. Uh, WrestlingCardCentral.com and SportsCardsUncensored.com. Chuckster. Uh, just find me at Chuckster on Twitter. That's about the only place I hang out these days. I imagine for Paul. The wrestling card price guide.com um, at card underscore guide on Twitter. And how about you, Matt? You can just find me at Beckett.com and nonsportupdate.com. <laughs> I keep forgetting that you guys bought uh, Nonsport Update, man. I forgot about that. Yeah. I keep forgetting that. Uh, and for us, it's everything's on wrestlingtradingcards.com. 
place to go for checklist information on all things wrestling trading cards. And I guess with that, uh, we're done, guys. Peace out, guys. Right. Take care. Thanks, guys.